For any questions about today's episode or previous episodes, please feel free to reach us at podcast at mc-mc.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode eight of the McNaughton McKay podcast. Today, I'm joined by Herman Guerrero, the business development manager for SenseApart, and we're going to be discussing the blue light background suppression sensor. How are you doing, Herman? I'm doing great, Austin. Thanks for uh, having me on the show today. And you're right. We're going to talk a little bit about some of our different blue light sensors that we have. Great. So could you give us a quick introduction to the SenseApart as a company? Sure, absolutely. So a lot of people in the United States probably don't know SenseApart as much as some of the other companies, but I'll, I'll give you a little rundown. So we're not a new company. We, we've been around for actually um, 26 years. We started in the early 90s in, uh, in Germany. Now we are in over 47 different countries with uh, distribution. And we have been making a bunch of sensors for, for a long time. But the thing that we're really shining is with our optical sensors. And for those of you who don't know what an optical sensor is, it's basically any type of sensor that uses a light source to detect a difference, whether it's a change in color, in contrast, or in height differences. So obviously, with all these years under your belt, you guys must really know your stuff when it comes to optical sensors. So could you explain what kind of optical sensors are currently available? Sure. So there's three different types of sensors uh, or optical sensors out there. You know, you have your through beam, and we all know that one. If you go out to your garage and you hit your garage your opener, you're going to see the two little sensors that point at each other. If you break the beam as you're trying to close the door, you won't let you close the door. That's essentially a through beam sensor. The other type is a reflective sensor, which is almost the same thing. As opposed to using two sensors, a receiver and a transmitter, you just have a transmitter, and then you have a reflector on one side, and once the beam or the, or the sensor hits the uh, reflector, it bounces back into the sensor itself, and it knows you have a piece there or not. And then the third type is our diffuse sensor. And this basically uses its own light wave to tell if there's something in front of the target or not. Okay, so I know that the background suppression is technically a diffuse sensor. So when does this become, when does the diffuse sensor actually become a background suppression sensor? A background suppression sensor, a diffuse sensor becomes a background suppression sensor once you're identifying a background. So for example, a background suppression sensor will be susceptible to those height changes. So you want to teach it a background. Maybe your background is 30 millimeters away. And you want to tell when there's a piece or a target that is closer to, uh, to the sensor. Basically, you teach it a background. Once it sees a height change, it knows there's something there. The, the question I have now is the, the one issue I am very aware of with diffuse sensors is the fact that a through beam or a polarized retroreflective, they don't care so much what the object, what it actually looks like. But diffuse tends to be very susceptible to the different colors and reflectivity and all that stuff. So could you speak on that a little bit? Absolutely. In manufacturing, we often hear of these issues. We get calls all the time and saying, hey, Herman, I have this sensor. I've been using it. But you know what? We notice that once it gets to the edge of the part, the sensor starts to flicker on and off. And that's very true for a lot of sensors. So sensors, especially photo eyes, have issues detecting different types of materials or different reflectivities. For example, a clear target is one of those targets that's kind of like the holy grail of sensors, right? It's really hard to see. Everyone's trying to see a clear object. Another type is a machine surface or a very shiny specular surface. A regular photo eye, like a red photo eye, will really struggle. 
And then the other type is black shiny parts or, or like a black rubber. A very shiny part, it will just, the laser beam or the uh, diffuse light will bounce it every which way. And then with a black rubber part, it will absorb all the light. So I'm guessing since most of the sensors that I've seen use a red LED or a laser, and now this blue light that we're talking about, is it, is it something to do with the, the red light that causes these issues? Absolutely. The reason why we came out with blue light sensors uh, a few years back was for one of our customers. We have a customer um, who makes solar panels. And the type of solar panels they were making uh, were with wafers. A wafer or a or, or solar panel wafer will absorb all the light. That's what they're meant to do. They're, so, they're supposed to absorb light and then yield energy. Our red photo eyes were just being sucked into the wafer and we could not get anything back. So one of our um, engineers came up with the idea of using a blue wavelength. So our blue wavelength is in 450 nanometers. So it will actually hit the target and it will bounce off better. So you'll actually get better diffuse light using the, uh, the blue light. And that's why we can look at many different objects. For example, like a clear target, a shiny surface, a black rubber. The blue light literally changed the way we, uh, we, we do things now. So the wafers are obviously the launching point of, of what caused you guys to, to look into using blue light instead. We have some customers that that might be applicable for. Do you have any other ideas now that you guys have had these for a long time? Any other industries that you're really targeting with this blue light? As you can imagine, we're going after any type of glass industry. A lot of glass is see-through. So in the past, it's been a, a challenge for those guys. Another industry that's really hot for our blue light right now is the plastics industry. Uh, especially because they have those black shiny parts sometimes that's so hard to see. But also as their material dries and is cured, sometimes it changes color a little bit. So our blue light sensors do not care about the change of color. Another industry that we're, we're really uh, hitting hard right now is automotive. Anything to do automotive, you know, like in an engine or in a transmission, there's tiny, tiny, tiny little components. A lot of them are polished or shiny or the round turn parts. Our regular photo eye really struggles from a turn part as well. So this blue light, doesn't matter what angle you're at, you can still see it. So that's one of the really cool things about the blue light is that we can shine it at a, at a very steep angle and still detect the part. It seems like at this point we've gone through a lot of standard issues that, that will arise with maybe a, a red diffuse sensor, even a red background suppression sensor. So we've apparently we can deal with highly reflective objects, clear objects. It doesn't really matter what color they are. It doesn't affect it nearly as much as the red uh, wavelength would be affected. But something tells me usually when, when you get all these bells and whistles and, it's, and it has to do with sensing, maybe you, you're giving up something. So are our ranges still good on this? Could we maybe talk about that? So actually with this sensor, there's no compromise. It's really cool. So you have your, any type of target you're trying to see, doesn't matter if it's clear or black, we can see those. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention is IP69K. So you can wash it down, it could be anywhere. So that's another thing that's it's important to people. But then about your sensing range, that's actually a huge uh, benefit for us. So we have four different types of bodies. We have an FT10, FT25, FT50, and FT55. Those are basically the four types of sensors that we have a sensor for, and we use them for any type of sensing ability. But for the blue light, our F10 has a 15 millimeter sensing range. And that F10 is a tiny little sensor. It's smaller than a dime. And then the FT55, that has our longest range of 1.2 meters. So really we can tell a difference from a 50 millimeter all the way to 1.2 meters, which is a huge range. 
So we can go all the way to 1.2 meters and we can solve a lot of the issues that standard diffuse sensors are going to see. I, I think instead of the blue light, you guys should have named this the silver bullet. It sounds like it'll solve everything. We really should have. Yeah. yeah. So is there any situation where we might still want to use a, a red LED or a red laser over the blue? Is there, is there any situation where it would not be beneficial? You know, the, the blue light is color ignorant and it doesn't really care about contract changes. And every once in a while, you actually want to see that, right? So one specific application I can think of is the registration mark on packaging. Sometimes you want to tell that the shift between black and white on a label. That would be a perfect example where I would use a regular red LED light for contrast. Sometimes you want to know your difference or your change really quickly. A red LED or red laser will be great for that. Fair enough. So a situation where you actually need to see the distance or, or the difference, excuse me, the blue light obviously isn't going to help with that. So my last point with this is, so the blue light seems like it has a lot of extra capabilities. Does an increased cost come with that? Uh, not really. So um, Sensor we since we make our, all our own sensors and we don't have anybody else manufacture for us, most of the time we have uh, about a 30% cost savings compared to our competitors. So this actually places our blue light sensors about the same price as a regular uh, red photo eye from our competitors. So we really see this blue lights changing the way we do uh, manufacturing in the U.S. and even around the world. Since there is virtually no cost difference, we don't see why people wouldn't want to use this actually. I completely agree. So again, guys, if, you, if you're looking for a sensor that is not going to be affected by different color objects, reflectivity of the object, how absorptive it is overall, or you need a steep angle because you just can't get a straight on view, this blue light really seems like it'll be something that could solve these issues. So thank you, Herman. And if uh, anybody has questions, just let us know. Perfect. Thank you.